Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, August 17th. My name, as always, you know the face and you know the name. Well, maybe maybe you know the face. Maybe not. It depends if you follow me on Twitter or something like that. Uh, my name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. You can check me out on there, guys. And yeah, do me a favor and reach out to me on there and hit me up with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. And I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPirates at gmail.com. For any more elaborate, maybe uh, detailed questions, feel free to reach out. And today's episode is, you know, at first I was thinking of doing a separate, another solo episode recapping the weekend series, but I actually, I talked with Bryce, um... Patrick of Locked On Rangers, and it turns out that basically in our we did a divisional crossover because, as you guys know, the Padres are set to play the Rangers in a four-game series starting today. Uh, I basically ended up talking about some of the things that happened this weekend anyway, so I figured why overlap and just redo the same thing? Why push it to tomorrow? Let's just get this Rangers preview out. It makes more sense. And we actually talked for a really long time, so this is probably going to go into two parts at minimum. We might even I might even split it up into three parts. It depends how uh, how I'm feeling, per se. Uh, but definitely going to do that, and it's, it's a fun conversation. We just talk about all things, and I, I love interleague games. You know what I mean? Interleague games are so fun because you start talking to uh, people of other teams and start talking about other teams that you're not used to playing, especially Considering we went with the D-backs, then the Dodgers, then the D-backs, Dodgers, D-backs, or whatever it was, you know what I mean? We played them so consecutively, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the pod. So, you know, without further ado, let's get into it! And everyone, I am being joined by Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers, not the NHL team, the baseball team. It's funny because Bryce uh, and I, I feel like we've had like a, a kinsmanship over Twitter over memes over our locked on group chat yet we never have actually oh, had a sure. discussion about stuff and now we can because the boxes are playing the rangers it's starting cool. uh depending on what uh it's your feed this is this game will already have started it probably it's my feed it's probably today um man first of all like look I- i'm trying to well, i have to admit on today's episode i'm gonna try and it's it's gonna it's a sad one because about everything that could have gone wrong for the Padres went wrong ever since Manny Machado's grand slam against the Dodgers. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a little depressing, and people will get mad at me and be like, "Well, this is always, but it's been like, man." Well, it's like I, I like to uh, equate my rather new fandomship of the Padres to it's the same thing as my fanship of the the Chargers, where it's just this constant disappointment and then getting mad at all the other teams in the league that have at least been good before i.e the chargers when i'm friends with a, when i'm friends with uh when i'm friends with a pats fan who's like oh my god brady left i'm like shut up you know like that just gets me mad beyond belief they could go oh and 16 and so you can't complain i'm not talking about like no no even the one time like teams. a decade yeah, if they, it's just out of control. The Boston fans, I'm literally friends with everyone. She's great, but oh man, Almighty, when these Boston fans complain, I'm like, it better be about oh, the Bruins. So entitled, you know. It better be about the Boston Bruins. It better be about a team that doesn't, I don't know, win every other. No, year, you gotta be like, you know, you gotta be like a Boston Bruins fans like only to like have any room yeah. to complain about like. It's anything. gotta be them exclusively, right? Like, it's ridiculous. You get. 
I mean, even I feel like the Bruins have won a, a title like semi recently, right? I know they were in the finals last year and they lost, which made me sad because I hate the St. Louis Blues with all my heart, mind, and soul. Um, okay, <laughs> but they're they're big rivals with with um, with the Stars, and uh, the one playoff hockey game I've ever been to was back in like 2016. Um, I was at college and I came back for spring break um, and it was uh, a birthday present for my brother. I went to game seven stars versus blues. Mm-hmm. It was really exciting. The stars were the number one seed that year. They were scoring like 18 billion goals a game um, mm. and they lost like seven to one. And, <laughs> and like they gave up four goals in the first period. Like it was, it was early. You knew this sucks. We're going to lose and it's going to be miserable. And that, that's, so that's just, why I hate them. That's 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 what happens. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, I get it. I mean, it Cardinals. Happens. So it just I had, right, had a right, predisposition okay. to hate that city. That's a good point. Um, and um, yeah, we're like five or ten <laughs> minutes, and we still haven't talked about the Rangers or Padres. No, we haven't. Ta- I mean, we talked kind of about the Padres and how I'm sad about them, but that's what happens here on Locked On Padres and Rangers. I guess sometimes it's just um. Well, well, well I want to know from your hours. perspective. Yeah, like Locked On Sad Boy. That's the title of the episode. Um. There's, there's, um, I don't know, like we were talking before we started recording, what kind of is the outlook on the Rangers for right now? What's kind of the feeling about that team? Because here's the thing, interleague play. So a lot of the Padres fans might not be familiar with the Rangers. And honestly, I'm not really familiar with them either. I just remember they had, oh man, we could, we could get into uh, my infatuation over Ian Desmond later, but I think that, (laughs) I think that the Rangers are one of those teams that it's neither, they're kind of stuck in no man's land. It feels like I don't know too much about like if they have a great prospect coming up. And I also don't think, I mean, Gallo, who's the most fun, mm-hmm. flawed hitter, uh, flawed. I say that nicely though. He's still very good, but one of the more flawed, uh, great kind of really fun players in the league. Uh, at least when I've been watching him, he's, it's just, just fun. Like seeing, I don't know, 800 foot home runs and then eight strikeouts consecutively. It's, it's really fun. Uh, that's what we beat about it. But um <laughs> Yeah, what's kind no, of the, the, the feeling around the Rangers now? Um, yeah, no, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, like seeing it from a bird's eye view, the Rangers are exactly 500, which is not where I thought they'd be. They started the season, honestly, they were garbage, like utter mm-hmm. garbage. Everything other than like a, a little bit of starting pitching. Like Lance Lynn has been immaculate. He allowed, uh, mm-hmm. in his last right. start, he had a complete game um, in cores, allowed just one earned run th- he, and then one uh, one. One earned run, one unearned run. Um, the earned one was in the first inning. And then after that, he was just absolutely like nails. He's got a 115 ERA on the season. Um, mm-hmm. He has been not as efficient early on in the starts, but the last start, um, he threw 115 pitches. He's always going to give you like 100 to 115 pitches. He's like, I don't know, like a, I don't want to say like Nolan Ryan, and but he's like Nolan Ryan in that he's always going to like throw a bazillion. He's not like throwing a, a billion miles an hour. He's not going to have seven no hitters. He's not gotcha. that. Nobody's that. Mm-hmm. But in the fact that Nolan Ryan was just an absolute workhorse, he was going to throw a billion pitches and his arm was never going to fall off. It's just that's what Lance Lynn is. And he's like the thing about Lance Lynn that's so great that people don't appreciate and didn't appreciate when he was in St. Louis is that, you know what you're getting from him. Like every start is going to be somewhere around six to seven innings. He's not going to allow more than like three earned runs almost every time out, except for maybe once every like, I don't know, seventh or 10th start or whatever. And he's just Mm -hmm. consistent. Like he's consistently good. And Mm -hmm. that's not always as sexy as like, 
seven inning, 20 strikeout performance where he allows no runs or has a no hitter going through nine and or eight and two thirds innings like you Darvish would. And people didn't appreciate you Darvish. So don't even get me started on that. Um, oh, because man, I yeah. love you Darvish, but yeah. Um, the Rangers thought they were going to be contenders this season. I mean, they traded um, Corey for Corey Kluber, but he went down with basically right. a season ending injury one inning into his uh, <laughs> Rangers debut, which oh, God, if that isn't the Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not shocking with, with how many pitching injuries there are with how fast people were asked to ramp up the season. And he missed most of last year as well. So like, of course he's going to have an injury. Like you didn't give him enough time to get ready. And of course the first chance he goes to go like full tilt, um, he tweaks something in his, um, his shoulder. It's not that bad and normally it wouldn't be season ending, but because it's such a shortened season, he's not going to have enough time to ramp back up. So the Rangers were supposed to be fueled by three elite starting pitchers and Corey Kluber, Lance Lynn, Mike Miner. Lance Lynn has been nails. Corey Kluber is obviously out for the year. Um, Mike Miner has been really up and down. Um, he had a little bit of dead arm issue, but the offense was supposed to be okay to better. I mean, for the first two weeks of the season, it was literally just Joey Gallo and a little bit of Todd Frazier, who's been much mm-hmm. better than expected. Um but Rugen Odor is basically like on his last leg. Um, and speaking of, of Rangers second baseman, he was thought to be uh, the Rangers second baseman of the future, which is why they felt comfortable letting uh, dear old friend Jerickson Profar um, be <laughs> traded, which they, they got much more for Profar than I thought they would um, at some point. I mean, I don't know if Padres fans are aware of the whole jerks and profar saga, but he was like the golden boy of golden mm-hmm. boys. He's the first prospect that got me into prospects um, in his major league debut. He hit a home run in his first blade appearance, his first one. I mm-hmm. was so happy. He like, he made me feel joy and happiness. He only played in, in nine games in 2019. He was a 19 or 2012. He was a, a 19 year old back then. Um, but he did very well, um, and was just a guy who was basically, he was supposed to be what Francisco Lindor is now with like maybe a little bit less power. Mm-hmm. And then he had a shoulder injury, um, that ended his season in 2014. That was the year of death and destruction and pestilence for the Rangers. They were <laughs> one of, if not the worst team in baseball for like most of the season, that was the year that uh, Prince Fielder got diagnosed oh, with right. the injury that would ultimately end his career. Right. Um, U Darvish was like the only bright spot of that year, but like mm-hmm. the Rangers had like, I want to say 18,000 different players play for them that season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a little bit uh, overestimating, but yeah, no, things were just really bad for the Rangers. And then they got a uh, Ron Washington um, also quit amid a scandal with a reporter. Um, and that was just a whole mess as well. And the Rangers right. got a new oh manager God, yeah. for the last month of the season. Yeah. The Rangers got a new manager for the last month of the season. Um, I want to say it was Kevin cat. No, it wasn't Kevin cash. It was somebody else. I think it was maybe Don Wakamatsu. Don't remember. Doesn't matter. They were actually good for the last month of the season after being trash all year. And they went up from having, were, were like a lock for the number one pick, but they dropped all the way to the number four pick which they used on Dylan Tate, who just sucked. That was a year that Alex Bregman was there, and he was going to be their pick. 
Oh, um, right. There's also Dansby Swanson and Brandon Rogers um, and some other, actually, no, I think those, those were the three, um, but they could have had one of those guys or Andrew Benintendi and they ended up going with Dylan Tate, who was traded a year later and is now a middling reliever in Baltimore, as opposed to maybe an ace that they thought he might be with the fourth overall pick. So yeah, that's kind of a long winded way of saying where the Rangers are now. Like they are in no man's land. They've got Joey Gallo and um, thought they might be a contender this year. That's not really been the case. Um, but yeah, I have talked long enough about the Rangers and their sadness. <laughs> vroom. Vroom, 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 vroom. That's right, everybody. You hear the engine running up. You know what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about cars, but not just anything about cars guys we're talking about something that makes the car life easy especially for people like myself who know nothing about cars but even i can understand that rockauto.com is the best you know why they're the best guys because they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers it's fantastic they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. It's super convenient in that sense. The Rock Auto catalog on top of that is also remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And best of all, best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low, guys. How awesome is that? Whether it's for your uh, professionals and do-it-yourselfers, why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. So go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Go ahead and do that for show. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Let's talk it's about the some, Rangers, some Padres sadness. It's, it's the Rangers manifesto. And look, at some point in our, <laughs> in our talks, I am going to demand. Well, because the Rangers have had a lot of fun. You're right. They're a team that really swaps guys in, like kind of in and out every now and then, right? They have these rant. People probably forget that they had Prince Fielder because, you know, it was quite forgettable. And then they have Ian Desmond that oh. one year. And I have some hate for the Rangers, mm-hmm. and I imagine it's the opposite all, for you. Hey, all star, um, all star, Ian Desmond. That's all yes, star Ian Desmond. Ian Desmond. One year as a center fielder. Um, it's funny. What a so wild ride that was. Just to, to go into why I love Ian Desmond. All right, it's an insider story into the Javier Reyes mythos. Basically, <laughs> I I play fantasy baseball, right? And a friend of mine and is and another friend of mine. They just swore that he was awful. And I kept telling you guys, guys, ESPN ranked him high because every year, and remember baseball, this is like 2014, 2015, hitting like 25 home runs was like, oh, that's that's pretty good, right? And now it's like, yeah, that's what everybody <laughs> does. Um, so it was really important. They were like, why did ESPN rank this guy so high? This and that. And I'm like, guys, he hit 2020 like every single year. They're like, no, he's terrible. This and that. So for years, I was defending this guy I didn't care too, about. Which, yes, as a shortstop. Which, like, that mm-hmm. never happened. You didn't have all these Francisco Lindors and Fernando no. Tatis Juniors and, yeah. and all of that. I remember when it was Tulowitzki and no, and Hanley Ramirez, and that was it for shortstops of the league. Not to mention oh, they God. all got hurt in five seconds. What a name! Yeah, right. Like there was there was this. People are forgetting that we we are in the golden age of shortstops right now. There's like ten. You know what I mean? Really when Marcus Simeon is considered like is considered like in the top top group and not just the top person that's when you know like we have a really uh 
deep um, shortstop class right seven, now. It's, it's really great. Seven more seasons, according to baseball yeah. offense last year. Seven yeah. more. And he was good at defense. People are forgetting. He was so yeah. good. He was like third in MVP I mean, voting. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like Matt Chapman makes would make any shortstop look. I mean, but he really was True. good. Yeah, yeah. He really was good. But it's just, you know, I, I anyway, look at that Ian stuff. Desmond. I look with Ian Desmond, right? And then he had that season, right? I had him on my fantasy team. I was like, bro, I'm sick of this. It was so much of a obvious win on my part. My friend literally bought me a movie ticket for like as payment, even though we didn't make a bet. That's how much I was correct on Ian Desmond. I was like, this guy's good. He's solid and especially good for fantasy baseball. He was like the number three player for the first half. Yeah, his second half was less than stellar. But the first half, he was literally an all-star. It was great. Um, Desmond's like one of my favorite. Yeah, you could. Yeah, just. I just. He he hit 285 on the season. Um, Yeah. He had 22 home runs. Um, He was an all-star. I'm trying to pull up his. first half second half splits because he was amazing that year um in the first half but he, he had like solid. 30 doubles he was playing center field too and doing it really well which was mm-hmm. not anything anybody expected um yeah absolutely. but you know that's what happens they also had ryan rua that year for 99 games in left field like what a what a weird year 2016 was <laughs> yeah absolutely but um so that that's by Ian Desmond like quick I remember watching him like hit that first home run and I would send like every uh, I don't know if you follow MLB home run on Twitter they send out notifications for every home run I would send every single oh, one yeah. to my friend it was it was really like the my my <laughs> one of my great takes it was like one of my great takes you know what I mean and I know his Colorado time has been weird and was. you know he he didn't uh what's it called he isn't playing this season but before we get into more past baseball, basically just past baseball nerd talk and whatnot, um, let's just yeah, let me let me uh, talk about the Padres, I guess, really quickly. So they're coming off of ever since they they took those first two games against the Dodgers, the second one coming off of Manny Machado Grand Slam. Basically, mm-hmm. ever since then, things have fallen apart in almost every conceivable way with the exception of i guess tatis and the starting pitching right so if you just look at their schedule they like i said they win that game it was i think it was seven two was the final score of that one and then they go on to face the dodgers for game three i was just looking for a split yesterday yes i I was watching i was watching that game for like from like innings like five through seven that i had to go work and then like i i just saw they lost and dropped like three allowed like three runs in the bottom of the eighth or whatever good lord yeah, it was so you just perfectly encapsulated how it's been for the Padres. The wait, they <laughs> lost. Yeah, that's what it's been like. So ever since that May Machado Grand Slam, they get the two games against the Dodgers coming up, right? And they get uh, outscored a seventeen to two margin, which isn't great. They uh, <sighs> dropped their first donut in that game afterwards, and they basically just waste Zach Davies, who was great, only gave up two runs. And then Craig Stammen comes in and does Craig Stammen things. It gives up four more. And the Padres don't score. It's like, you know what? Okay. Justin Turner hits the home run. I get it. I was looking for just a split on the series. But then here we are. You know, we lose. It's fine. It's fine. It happens. The the Dodgers, at some point, their offense is going to wake up. Then they play the next game. And the same thing happens. Mookie Betts does the Mookie Betts thing. And what I mean by the Mookie Betts thing is being <laughs> incredible, right? And they lose 2-11. to 11. Was that the three-homer three game? <laughs> that was the three-homer game. And it was... 
it was like I wasn't mad. Mookie Betts is like he's you can't hate the guy. I didn't even hate him when he was with the Red Sox, who I can't stand. We just did our Boston rant, so I won't go into that too much. But um, he has, he has the three home run <laughs> game, and it sucks because it starts off with the Hosmer and um, who else homered in that game? Let me see. It was Fam and Hosmer, I believe, who homer. Uh, in the first inning to start things off against Urias, which is like, oh, great, this is a great start. And then immediately Chris Paddock does Chris Paddock things. Actually, no, that's not true. I don't want to be too mean on Paddock right now, but he wasn't great. He gets pulled out, and then Perdermo comes in. He's awful, right? And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's chalk this up to the Dodgers just objectively being a better team, right? They've got more depth and all that stuff. And then we have this D-back series which in which we waste another great to Nelson Lamette start, who's kind of like been our Lance Lynn. I guess you could say for a comparison, uh, he's been great uh, all season pretty much. And then they lose six, seven uh, after trying to make a comeback against the D backs on Saturday, which I was watching. I turned Speaking it off of, for a second and, Lynn, and then they blew it. Uh, yeah, go for it. What is it? The win? the Wednesday game is going to be Lamette versus uh, Lance Lynn. So I am oh, great. Very much looking to watching that after I have, I'm going to be on vacation for Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm definitely recording that bad boy and going to watch the heck out of it because it's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool because that it's kind of like the the aces, the pitchers duel of pitchers that people don't know about that are casually watching mm-hmm. baseball. You know what I mean? More people know about who Chris Paddock is versus Denelson Lament, which I was arguing before the season. Oh. If there's one thing I got right this year, it's that Trent Grisham was good <laughs> and that uh, Denelson Lament should be viewed as potentially just as quality and aces chris paddock i thought they had a one two there and he's been awesome chris paddock thought, not necessarily i thought lamette was a little bit younger um he's 27 i yeah. didn't realize he was that old yeah he is it, it happens every now but and then I, right with some of these prospects but he's still been great um right? i think and i think you're right that the that's going to be one of the games i'm looking forward to but i have to admit one of the teams just because i'm not terrified of this rangers offense as much it's definitely i want to see if paddock can be. bounce back you should, I uh, look, because <laughs> here's the thing. You should not be. Paddock, I've already talked about it, but just to catch people up, kind of, he has looked like the definition of kind of a sophomore slump so far this year. He has a decent game against the D-backs, but he's always going to be a guy who doesn't give up free passes. He doesn't walk people. That, I feel like, is for certain, but his fastball location has not been good. He's been trying to add the curveball. He's been throwing it more this year, but it's still a third third tier pitch that he still doesn't use that much. I think he's using it around 11% on the year, which isn't, you know, it's not like a true third pitch necessarily. And I'm looking forward to the bats back. I really got slapped around by the, the Dodgers. And some of the numbers on him, just separate from the fact that those Dodgers wasn't great. So that's what I'm looking forward to in that, in that perspective. But just in general, Tommy Pham, basically done for the season. Will Myers, hopefully he's back in the lineup tonight. I haven't seen anything about it. And uh, what else just happened? I mean, uh, Kirby Yates is hurt. <laughs> Emilio Pagan gave up the whole route again. Yeah, thank you, Tampa Bay, for giving us a reliever uh, that isn't any good. I mean, it's just I – mean, it hasn't I mean, been Training with fun. those Rays, it's, it's always like – it's always a dicey prospect. Like um, the uh, the Jerks and Profar trade to the – like Profar went to the A's, mm-hmm. but somehow it was a three-team trade and, and the Rays got involved. Um, the Rangers got a, a, a starting pitching prospect in Brock Burke who when he's when he's healthy looks good but he just had a shoulder injury that's going to keep him out for the season and the shoulder injury had flared up a little bit before um so and I mean I'm always dicey with trading with the Rays the only like good trade I think that the Rays have like lost was uh giving the Rangers Nick Solak for um a reliever Pete Fairbanks but they mm-hmm. didn't have room for Solak so they just kind of had to give him up for something 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, ah, God dang it. Because the Padres, I still think they're one of the more fun teams in baseball, which you can chalk up a lot to that, um, to Tatis. But there's just so many problems with depth on the team right now. And the fact that they lost fam this season, like I said, like, it's just very, I don't know if this team is going to be find itself in a, just a middling pack. Like it really feels like this whole weekend series really turned the sides. Cause the Dodgers, you could, like I said, you can talk it up to the Dodgers and now the Rangers it's like, or now the Diamondbacks, they're not necessarily as great a team. I mean, they lost to Robbie Ray yesterday, Bryce, and he walked six guys, six I know, guys. Yeah, no, no through five and walked six and was pulled before he allowed a hit. Like that's like, nuts. What? That's right. He he did. He had a no hitter, and on top of that, it was like the worst no hitter ever because he still had like six walks on it. I mean, it's just like, what are we doing? You know, he's supposed to be, and it's like it sucks because the main core things on the team are good. Our best players are really great compared to other teams' best players. Our starting pitchers are like have exceeded expectations, including Richards and Davies, like almost on every level. Paddock's now yeah. like the fourth best pitcher on the team, yeah. and now we're playing this. Like- <sighs> Ahead, on baseball ahead. reference, he's listed as the number one starter, which that, that's not true, right? <laughs> no, 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 Is no, it? no, it's, oh, no, it's, God. it's, it's, it's just that he's, no, it can't be. It's gotta be Lament. I don't know what the, he- what is base? What every now and then, it man, you see some like, stats that I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> what are you talking it must about? Be going on like, like the day they started, who was the opening day starter? Attic. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why he doesn't list him there. Also the, the suited and booted thing. I freaking love. He's also a DFW kid. Like he's just outside the Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, really? um, and he is oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. cowboy as hell. And I watched uh, yeah. a bunch Paddock, of him yeah, yeah. Um, when he was <laughs> in double uh, A, cause we've got a, a Frisco team. That's like literally right up the road for me. So I see a lot of those Texas league kids and I saw a little bit of Lamette. Um, and um, gosh, there's, there's a few catchers that I saw for, for y'all along with uh, Josh Naylor, who mm-hmm. that guy can freaking hit. Thank God every for now the and DH, then, every now and then he can. He hasn't been great Josh for us Nail so far, get, but get a hold of one. yeah, I mean, he he he. Thankfully, he did get a hit yesterday's game, and obviously didn't end up mattering. Um, and like, and I don't know if you're watching, like Tommy Pham gets hurt with a one-two count, and then Greg Garcia has to go in, and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to blame Garcia. That's an awful like situation to be in. <laughs> like, it was just terrible. And look, I just uh, I don't know, I don't know, man. And cut, guys. Like I said, that is only part one of my discussion with Bryce Pederick of Locked On Rangers. Now, here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. We got more parts coming. We're going to break down the series even more and what we're kind of looking for from the series and players we're looking out to. Uh, I hope you guys had fun. I know. I know. It's a bit It's a bit all over the place for sure. We, uh, we got goofy for sure. I think we just got so preoccupied with just talking about baseball that we kind of went into so many different directions from Ian Desmond to my, hates of, my hatred of Boston fans, right? So uh, still, though, I hope you guys enjoy it. And remember, we got more coming for you. And after the whole thing is done, you still will be getting recaps by yours truly. And... Maybe a couple surprises here and there. So, yeah, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Go send me some nice reviews on iTunes if you'd like on the Apple Podcasts app. And, yeah, hopefully we can win this this uh, series against the Rangers. Hopefully we can bounce back from an absolutely devastating weekend. Uh, but, yeah, until that next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friday Faithful homies, take care.